Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble On. My name is still Marcus Christopher Speller. If you want to be a bit more relaxed, Marcus Chris Speller. Crisp Speller. Uh, and you know me and I know you, and that's the way we like it. Uh, another chap you also know is producer Charlie, who's with me in this little bubble right now. Charlie, how are you, my man? Hello, mate. I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, lovely. I'm glad you joined me because I didn't want to do this on my own because I fear my judgment. Um, just, it, it, I, I need help. I need help because today <laughs> uh, we are, it, 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 we really should be, if it wasn't for this bloody pandemic, um, which of course has been awful, the European Championships would be uh, upon us really. And we were all looking forward to that. Of course we were. We love the Euros. Um, so, so to make up for that, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I think this will fully make up for the European Championships not being here. We thought we'd do our... T- <laughs> Have I gone in too high there, Charlie? Have I gone- <laughs> that a, that's an almighty billing. <laughs> is I'm going to give everyone 10 grand in cash. No, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to... Uh, we're going to do our 21st century European Championship 11. That's what we're going to do. And we're, oh, gonna, yeah. and, and we're keeping it 21st century just to kind of tighten things up a little bit. Also... Uh, it's quite it's hard enough as it is, and you'd be arguing over. Oh, do you leave out Marco van Basten for Cristiano Ronaldo? Those are the choices that I just don't want to be making. To be perfectly honest no. with you, I want it to be a bit more, an ounce more streamlined, of course. And Charlie, you're a lot younger than me, so you don't even you are oblivious uh, to what Euro '96 is, other than <laughs> watching it on the TV the other day. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't ITV believe it. It was literally the first time I heard of it when <laughs> you, they showed it last week. When I originally told you about that tournament, you refused to believe that that, that a tournament had happened in the summer yeah. of 96. You thought, what, you were just dancing around a Britpop the whole time. Why on earth did you need football? Well, we did. And, See, I and... thought, unlike the, <laughs> unlike the Premier Leagues that uh, apparently started in 1992, uh-huh. I thought all football began when uh, Newcastle travelled to FC Basel in the first round of the um, <laughs> UEFA Cup qualifiers in uh, in 2002, and I thought all football began then. Ah, you disgusting so, individual. So to hear of things before then was quite mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, that sort of a European Championship team um, that is just 21st century is is more achievable. Uh, so you won't hear names like uh, Matthias Sammer or uh, Patrick Berger or Marco van Basten or Jürgen Klinsmann, but you will hear some extremely good names, ladies and gentlemen, don't you worry. So, so let's let's begin with the goalkeeping position. Seems an obvious place to start. Now, immediately, when you think of the European Championships, you think of the obvious ones. You think of Spain winning uh, uh, two tournaments back-to-back. You know, So Ica Casillas has, oh. has, has, is, is a strong contender for this position, Charlie. He was, he was crucial to those sides. And uh, and so it, that name leaps to mind immediately for me, and it's and it's going to take something, if at all, to shake him off. Uh, do you shake someone off the number one position for someone else to be picked ahead of uh, of Ika Casillas in this eleven? So what, what do you think of Ika? Strong start. Oh, honestly, when we uh, had like us compiling our longer list for this mm-hmm. team, uh, this one was was the only one where I literally just skipped straight past it. I was like, I have absolutely nothing else to bring to the table other than Ica Casillas because obviously as you said that dominant Spain side which mm-hmm. if we're you know someone else could do this and there could be six seven eight players from that side who get in our sort of 21st century team but we're mm-hmm. trying to have a bit of a a bit of a variety in there but even like I didn't quite realize you know he played at Euro 2004 started all their matches there was at Euro 2000 as well 
I mean, he was an unused substitute, but he's still in the squad. It's incredible. And you just think he's he's just it's it's obscene how long <laughs> and he he lasted at the top level. It was absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it it really really was. I mean, I, he can see it's it's a bit of a shame the way his career kind of fizzled out slightly because of Mr. Mourinho uh, at Real. I mean, that, what a dick. Do you know the, death, the, the, the death knell to so many. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I think Ike is actually sometimes a little bit overlooked. I mean, if you think about the best goalkeepers in the last 20 years, people would immediately say Gianluigi Buffon, and rightly so. You might even chuck in Manuel Neuer in there, who, of course, um, would be a slightly more recent in terms of heydays uh, and so on. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think Casillas might be... Maybe I'm maybe I'm talking bollocks there. Maybe people are thinking no, that, that's absolute nonsense. But he was he was also a, a captain at some points as well. He was a great mm. leader, so um, vitally important. And I remember that there was a little clip when Spain they won the final against Italy four nil in Euro uh, two thousand and twelve, and he was asking the referee to blow up slightly early uh, to to just respect Italy a bit more. So you know they kind of. You know, look, we're four 0 up, kind of thing. People might think that as arrogant, but actually, the way I, the kind no, of no, I like that. I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was quite nice um, for for old Ika to uh, to do such a thing. Um, I'm going to bring two more names to the table, Charlie. Go on. Firstly, somehow, <laughs> Antonis Nikopolidis. <clears throat> Easy for me to say. Um, the goalkeeper of Greece. In Euro 2004, and he's not going to be the only Greek name we're going to mention in uh, in in these players for this. I know what you mean because it's sort of, I guess, uh, it follows along like uh-huh. a similar strand of the uh, Spain 2008 2012. Is there will be players who would otherwise, you know, they would people would not know who they were, mm. but because of, I mean, not to say that Antonis Nikopoulidis is someone who immediately springs to mind from yes. European keepers folklore, but uh-huh. because of that amazing win for Greece. It's sort of they sort of cement themselves in the ether, mm. and they'll forever be remembered in the same way that that Spain side will be. So he, yeah. he's got to get a mensch. I think every to... Greek player through the <laughs> through their eleven, I don't yeah. think was changed at all through the tournament. Needs to get. They all need to get a mensch. <laughs> well, that that is the alternative eleven, of course, to this. But he had a, he had a lovely kind of George Clooney esque Barnet as well. He was kind of going oh, on the grey stuff. side. It's great stuff. It, it really is. And 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 he. I, I'm just double checking here. Quarterfinal, semi-final, final. Zero goals conceded, and that included games against France, the much-fancied Czech Republic, who I'm sure mm. we'll come on to in a short while, and, of course, Portugal in the final in Portugal. They conceded a few goals in uh, in the group, but not many. I mean, they, they conceded four in, in three games, but, again, they were playing Portugal, um, Spain, and, and and a good Russia side, so uh, or a decent enough Russia side. Um they were okay, so I, I, you know, a magnificent tournament. Um, of course, he had and was was uh, as I say, it was just lovely to see a sort of a guy with a bit of grey hair in there, as always. And the other goalkeeper <laughs> I wanted to bring to the table, who was a beaten finalist in Euro two thousand, was Francesco Toldo, and I and I really, I really want to mention him because he had such a great tournament in Euro two thousand, and it is and 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 he. Could he might well have been the player of that tournament had the ball not have slipped under his body in the final when when Wiltord scored in the last minute to equalise for France? Yeah, Italy that Italian side was great. The kit was fantastic, as we all remembered. But defensively, they, they were superb. We remember in the semi final against the Dutch, against all the odds, they managed to get through with ten men 
Toldo saving one of two. I was gonna say, is that where he saved? He saves yeah. two in the shootout, and then one it, he's another one in like regulation. In normal. That time, is obscene. Yeah. That someone would do that in like a year of yeah. playing football at the top <laughs> level, and he's done it in one game. I know he was so good, and it really is. I mean, if I if I was Italian, I would be even more crushed than I am. But I was, I still am gutted for him um, because it wasn't mm. a howler in the final, but it's certainly one he would have wanted to do better with. And Will Will squeezed the ball under, and of course they lost. The goal to the golden goal in, in extra time, but he was so good that tournament. Um, but to be honest with you, like I say, it would be ridiculous to to look past Ike Casillas. So I think that's. Are we going for Casillas yeah. in goal? Are we? Yeah, I think we've got to. I mean, he's got like a hundred and sixty something caps. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> no, we, we've got to have Casillas in there. Got to have he, not, he he has to play. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Well, we're going for a back four. It'll be interesting to see what we go for sort of midfield and up front. We'll kind of maybe stumble our way to a formation. But let's start with, with left back. And uh, and who, who have you got uh, down for, for potential in this position? So the the two obvious ones from my sort of my watching of the Euros would be Jordi Alba and Philip Lahm. Yep. Uh, of those two, I would be more inclined to go with Philip Lahm because for so long he was so technically accomplished i mean mm-hmm. i was when we were looking through this squad in preparation to record this i was thinking wait did not was any defensive midfielder i was like, oh, yeah. i thought he was a right back <laughs> yeah. hang on he's because he's he's that sort of that level of ability to play anywhere across you mm-hmm. know this the, the back six of a of a team mm-hmm. and Jordi alba is i don't know because of I think because of the unbelievable names in that Spain side and because of the names associated with Real and Barca, especially around the sort of turn of the uh, century, he's, he doesn't get forgotten, but I think yeah. he's just sort of like, he sort of, his name sort of slips under the radar a little bit because he isn't quite as glamorous. You know, if you were talking like La Liga left backs, you know, like Marcelo is who would spring to mind. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's like, he's not going to make it here, but but because of his... I don't know. I guess because he was a little bit sort of more unglamorous than some of the other names, or mm-hmm. that's why I would, uh, you know, I'd have alarm over him. And I assume for yourself, because I know you, there's only there's only one man who you're mm-hmm. gonna put up against either Lam or Alba, the most beautiful man to ever play football. <laughs> Keep going. Come on, Paolo Maldini. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. That, that Italian defense in the. Uh... In, in in the honestly Euro two thousand, it was beautiful. But I, I can't have Paolo Maldini. I think you're right to have Jordi Alba and, and Philip Lahm. I know there's some chat about whether Philip Lahm would have been you know a right back or a left back, or mm. a defensive midfield as well. But uh, but we've we've put him in a, the left back position, even though he was I think he was more predominantly right footed, if I remember correctly. Um, I mean Alba played in that brilliant Spain side in Euro two thousand twelve, which is probably the best side to have won the tournament. But I know what you mean. Mm. There's something about Philip Lahm which I just think. He's the Germany side, you know, they he was always there or thereabouts. I, I'd like I, I I think we should give it to Lam, is what I would say. Yeah. I think I would uh, mm. because of his both positional and sort of technical all round versatility, mm. yeah. I think I've got to put him in. I mean I could have yeah. played left back for Spain in there. <laughs> no, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously you could joking. Have, <laughs> you could have been back up certainly. What about right back then? Um See again from the sort of I think this earlier, is tricky. Yeah, this is hard. The earlier regions uh, of the kind of the early iterations, sorry, of the tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Lillian Turram springs to mind. I know you're you're a fan, and yeah. but he but he sort of his career. I predominantly think of him in that like amazing. Uh, I think it's uh, World Cup '98 yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sort of beautiful blue one with the like, piping and what that everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. And I think so. He played in your in the Euro 2000 final. He was right back uh, in the final. Yeah, cool. And he's got. He's got 15 appearances in the Euros, which, you know, that's that's phenomenal for anybody. Well, he became the first me, player. He... Sorry, to, oh, okay. to, to jump in, he became the first player to reach 15 appearances in the Euros. I was surprised because right. that was at Euro 2008. And only um, Buffon, Schweinsteiger and Ronaldo have more appearances in the Euros than him. So, See, I know. thought, I, I didn't realise that he went, he had gone on, you know, his career was that long. Mm. He was sort of like establishing himself at the turn of sort of the millennium and the 90s, obviously yeah. those that amazing France side that went yeah. back to back, but well, he's now yeah. reinvented himself as Marcus Turam. Nobody's actually quite. He has. He's you know, now, he's 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 now a nineteen-year-old Bundesliga striker. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite phenomenal, really. If you think about it, uh, yeah, it is mad. But yeah, <laughs> but I know what you mean because there's not. Why? Who would you put in there? Because there's not there's not that many like standout like right yes. backs who have, who have owned that position. I know what you mean because Turam uh, then moved into the middle of defence, of course. And, and and on that thread, actually, the other candidate I put down, again, give a bit of creative license. This is if you can. I, I find with these elevens, they're they're difficult enough. If there's a position that you don't feel particularly strongly about, but you can but you can push someone over into that area to make space mm. for a more contentious uh, position and to to cool that slightly, then I think you should take it. And that's exactly what I'm suggesting we do here, because in the 2008 final, when Spain. Uh, finally won um, a trophy uh, for uh, maybe only the second time because they might have won on one of the earlier Euros. But but certainly Spain was seen as a bit un- underachieving side. Um, they, they won it in 2008, which is the, the sort of the um, monkey off the back. And Sergio Ramos played right back in that final. And I'm inclined mm. to suggest that we, we put Sergio Ramos at right back. I mean, he he did win both the World and European Championships. Yes. At right back, <laughs> so I, I don't think he would be out of place there. I know he's kind of he's cemented himself as one of the, admittedly, the dirtiest bastards to ever play football, <laughs> but one of the best, you know, centre backs like the, of a generation. But I don't think that I don't think that rules him out from going at a right back. Well, no, but he played a final, and as you say, he yeah, played exactly. the World Cup final as well at right back. So, so he won the Euros and he won the World Cup playing right back. So I think it's fair. That, that we yeah. can put Ramos in at right back. So, so there we go. We've got Lam at left back, Ra- uh, Ramos at, uh, at right back. That's it. It's one of those tackles where Ramos had committed himself to the ball. Oh, we're straight red. Ramos oh, is off. Goodness. Well, the referee didn't even consider that. He turned it. He was about to speed past him, and Ramos had committed himself for the second season in a row. Sergio Ramos is set off against Barcelona by the centre back. Who are we going for centre back? Okay, so you might have to lead on this one because okay. to me, it's still the the three three who stand out for me again mm-hmm. as a as a younger, newer viewer of some of the Euros is. Uh, Carlos Puyol, Gerard yep. Piquet, and then mm-hmm. maybe along that Ramos mould of being horrible is yep. uh, is Pepe. Pe- okay, straight away, it's, cool. it's kind of an unsung but quite sort of underrated shout. But he Pe- like is phenomenal. But straight away, 
Cards on the table. Pepe's in there. Fair it's enough. phenomenal. Pepe won Euro 2016 with that Portugal side, beating <laughs> France in the final, one 0 His shoulders were broad enough for him and Cristiano to carry that Portugal side <laughs> to glory. <laughs> it is, and he scored a few goals in the Euros as well. But mm. he's had great longevity, and also the Spanish side, uh, sorry, the Portuguese side that were in Euro t- uh, 2012. They were the they pushed Spain all the way. It was only a penalty shootout in which Pepe scored, by the way. Um, mm. That they that they were put out um, uh, because you know Spain the way that they were in in Euro two thousand and twelve you know they were magnificent they drew one all against Italy in the first game with with Antonio Di Natale lovely mention uh, uh, <sighs> scoring and they drew one all there but that was a first game of the tournament they're against Italy and of course they would then play in the final and it was a decent Italian side but they beat the Irish four nil and then they beat Croatia one nil to go through um, to the next round they beat France two nil. Uh, and then in the semi-finals, they obviously beat Portugal and Poland, and they beat Italy 4-0 in the final. I mean, I love that, peaking in the final, or mm. PKing in the final, as they say in <laughs> Spanish. But Portugal were close. They were very, very close. They, they they took them all the way to penalties, as we say. But Pepe, so in 2012, he gets a semi-final. 2016, who on earth would have predicted, after, yeah. after three draws in the first round, I think it was, um, going all the way through? And he was there. So Pepe, to me, is bang, is in this side. The other mm. defenders... And I take your points about Piol and PK. I'm going to go back to Euro 2000 here because that I know I've talked about that Italian defence. Alessandro Nesta, I'd like to give a mention to, who was phenomenal oh, yeah. uh, throughout and what a player he was. Um, but also on the other side, we can't forget that the France defence had Marcel Desailly and Laurent Blanc at the heart yeah. of their defence. And again, just two phenomenal players. They, they, they really know. were. So quite, I, That's quite like a... I, the only thing is with as a, if you're picking a pair, like that's mm. where those two really stand out. I mean, obviously because yeah. they're part of the same side, and that's mm-hmm. maybe where Poyol and PK both sort of they elevate each other yeah. because they're part of that same era. But Marcel Desailly is like he's just so hard, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's unreal how hard he was. Yeah, a, a bit, but but also a very cultured player. I mean, he he. Yeah. Um, but he shows you the intelligence of a player like someone like Desai, because I mean, I can remember him in the 1994, I think it was, uh, Champions League final, when he, he gathers the ball, gallops his way towards the Barcelona goal and side foots a lovely one past probably Zubi Zaretta in there to, to win 4-0. So he's playing for that, that Milan side who were, were phenomenal. And, Didn't he, and he play was, a bit in midfield for that Yeah, defensive midfield, after yeah. left. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, Rijkaard, my goodness, you know, you, seldom do you get um, players of that kind of intelligence and positioning and so on. Uh, unbelievable player. And very underrated, I think, outside of the Netherlands when we talk about footballing greats and so on. But, but Desai is up there and I, I would like to put forward the notion that he should partner Pepe. In that back line, I like that. That, God, that is a that is a fearsome pair, technically accomplished, <laughs> but fearsome as hell. Yeah, yeah I'm, absolutely. I'm up for that. Yeah, I think if you were a striker, <laughs> you'd wake up in cold sweats if you had to, if you had to kind of go up against those two because you're not getting anything there. Um, okay, well, let's move on to midfield. And so, what? What? I mean, what do you want to do here? Do, do, do we go for a more contemporary sort of four-three-three? Four two three one kind of vibe I, I, because of Spain's strikerless system. I suggest we should probably just go for the one up top. If you see what I mean. Yeah, I, I'd probably uh, 
yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, if we were, if we, and I think that's why we probably one of the other reasons why I wanted to do the 21st century Euro side because if if we were to go back further, I would want a strike partnership, and in in this for, in, in in a kind of a two. But I think you know we have to kind of respect what's going on, and not be um and not be too Harry Redknapp about this. But uh, let's start with um the centre of midfield. So we'll ha- we'll pick three midfielders, and to get a balance here might be quite tricky. Straight off. Zenadine Zidane. Any any questions, comments, complaints? See, I I would I'd absolutely love to have him in because he's <laughs> still my favourite footballer ever. Really, um, I am weirdly. I think I tell you why. I think he is. I obviously technically like like phenomenal, like mm-hmm. almost unmatched at points. But I, after having a conversation with Michael Cox yep. when he came into the studio, and I'm. I think I'm, I've sort of been convinced by Michael Cox that he was, his reputation probably outweighs how sort of good his career was. I, I agree with that much. And he sort of, he's buoyed by, as you said, that phenomenal yep. France d- uh-huh. uh, defence. So that, I think, but because that he's sort of a bit inconsistent, a bit up and down, sort of quite a moody sort of, not moody, maybe sort of introverted character who then had flashes of just rage, blind rage. Um, because of that, I think that sort of it's that flawed genius that like makes him my favourite footballer. Yeah. So for that, I've he for me, I would I don't mind the other two as long as he's in there. I don't yeah. really mind who else would partner him in there. Yeah, no, no, I I know what you mean. I think with Zidane, it, it, it's funny actually because I I'm actually glad that Michael Cox and also Jonathan Wilson. We well on a Greatest Games podcast, Cox did choose the Euro 2000 final actually. Which oh, is listen to maybe, that now. Yeah, boys, I thoroughly, yeah, I thoroughly recommend. Um, and I do agree actually with some of his points and Jonathan's points about Zidane, but uh, Zidane, he, Zidane kind of there's that old school feel, like you know, with Maradona in that when he wins the World Cup in '86, nothing can be questioned. And of course, he's got his time at Napoli and one of the best players ever. Blah blah blah. With Zidane, it still very much was he was a, a phenomenal tournament player as well. And uh, other than the World Cup 2002, but they all had a nightmare there. And 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 that really is back in those days, pre-mass internet use. If you see what I mean, that went for mm. something. And but but interestingly, I remember at World Cup 98 as as a much younger uh, gentleman. I was never actually. I knew Zidane was good, but I thought the chat was a little bit too strong in his favour. It was at Euro 2000 where he fully convinced yeah, that, me. That is 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 that that's that's his best. I agree. That's yeah. Best best period for sure, club and country wise. He's player yeah. of the tournament, wasn't he? Euro he was player of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, good stuff. Yeah. So, so all right. Well, let, let's let's pick up the pace a bit because we're just. I'm just sort of getting stuff Weaver in. Zidane mode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I've got Zidane in there. The other options um, were uh, Didier Deschamps, who was so crucial to that French uh, midfield. Theo Zagarakis. Is he, Theo, was he the captain? Theo Zagarakis was the captain of the Greek side. And and speaking of um, players of the tournament, he was player of the tournament in Euro two thousand and four, and go. I think Greece have to be represented in this best eleven of the Euros. So I would yeah. very much be keen for him to be in there. And then the other options are: I remember Marcos Senna being fantastic for Spain in Euro two thousand and eight. Cesc Fabregas won 08 and, and 2012, mm. although he could be squeezed in into other positions I appreciate. But my other suggestion... Hey, to let's put him at false nine. 
<laughs> let's do what Pep did. Come on. <laughs> let's see what Cristiano we'll Ronaldo's got to say about that. Uh, <laughs> so I think Zidane, Zacharakis, and Xavi. I think you've got to have Xavi in there. Yeah, Xavi's got to be in there. I think, um, I don't know, I guess because of his a little bit more sort of functional and played a bit further back than Iniesta, but it's only until genuinely recently, incidentally, I'm still working my way through... Um, Michael Cox's zone of marking. I've been smashing mm-hmm. through that over the course of uh, yeah. the days and weeks in lockdown. And uh-huh. there it makes an... I don't, I don't think I ever appreciated how brilliant Xavi was yeah. compared to Iniesta, who's a little bit more flashy. He got the World Cup final winning goal. Yeah, But, I mean, phenomenal. Yeah. That's, no, a, that's quite a nice blend in there. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it might be might be slightly light defensively, but don't worry, because you've got Pepe know. and uh, Desai. Desai yeah, can step be, up and... <laughs> yeah, Pepe will get sent off, so it won't be fine. It, you, you'll be absolutely all right. And Ramos. Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> we're going to get exposed here. <laughs> so who, who are we having on, uh, on, on the flanks then? Um, um, go, who, on. You, who, go on. Who leaps to mind for you? Because we, you could go down the sort of Spanish route and have, as I say, you know, sort of Fabregas, Iniesta, David Silva in those kind of positions, or you could go a little bit more traditional with Luis Figo. But there is a little lad called Pavel Nedved who I would like oh, to have in there. Come on, come on. Because the Czech Republic are a really kind of Eurosy team. And they, they, are, they, yeah. they, they won it, of course, in 96. And Nedved was in the side. I forgot about that. He was a much younger was man, he? of course, oh, back wow. then, uh, as we all were. Uh, but but he was there. And I remember him at Euro 2000 when I think they went out in the group stages, the Czechs. Uh, and they were so unlucky because they, they were they were absolutely brilliant. Um, they, they, they played the Dutch and lost 1-0. Uh, and... and they were phenomenal that day. It was a it was a penalty that the Dutch got late on, but the Czechs I just remembered were absolutely superb. And then France, who were the best team in the tournament, knocked them out. And so they were in a group of death, and they were very unlucky not to get through it. But then in Euro two thousand and four, really, I thought they probably should have won the tournament. You know, I understand mm-hmm. that Greece knocked them out, but but they were brilliant that time. They got their revenge on the Netherlands as well, uh, because uh, they they played them in the group, and uh, the Netherlands having gone two nil up. Uh, succumb to a, a barrage of, uh, <laughs> you know, Yang Collar, Big Yan leading the charge, and they and they won the mm. three two. So, so I'd like that's to have the only bit I remember because yeah, I think yeah, yeah. you're exactly right. The 2004 is the first tournament I can sort of picture and piece together memories from, yeah. and uh, him and another man who'll get a shout and a mention in a little bit. I would I would guess those two were just like phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Because of that, yeah, I'd, I'd love I'd love to have Nedved in there. I think that's a shout. Yeah okay well we'll have we'll have um we'll have we'll have Nedved in there and then, uh, and then and and so what about on 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 the other flank as I say you could sort of David Silva Iniesta Figo could even have Fabregas um, mm. for me if it seems like the most natural uh-huh. the most natural opposite sort of uh, mirror image if you know if you're going to fall across the middle or you're playing midfielders who are a little bit more kind of mm-hmm. traditional in that sense. Uh, Luis Figo is probably seems the most natural fit. I don't know if he's mm-hmm. like the, I don't know if he'd be considered the best. I mean, obviously, he had spells, consistent spells through the mm-hmm. sort of early two thousands of being just unreal. Yeah, and he seems like the most natural kind of pairing to Nedved. But I don't know what, what Iniesta. Yeah, I, I think I, can we not? <laughs> yeah, can we can we have a team without Iniesta in it? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I think uh, Figo. Obviously, he could play on either side, but he was predominantly right-footed. And I, you know, I'm I'm extremely tempted to, with 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 Figo. I think 
I mean, I'm gutted. It looks like David Silva will miss out. Um, uh, which... Again, perennially just not quite there. Same when there's, there's ever a discussion about um, Premier League sort of like, you know, teams of the century or oh. whatever, then then he's always like there, but not quite. Uh, well, I would actually bit. disagree. I would have him in a Premier League all-time 11. All-time, would you? Yeah, I would. I would. Okay. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, so, so David Silva, I think, I think Fabregas has been great, but I wouldn't. Yeah, I I don't think I would. If I'm honest with you, I, I'm leaning towards Iniesta because he he played okay. in that Euro 2008 final and uh, uh, and and Euro 2012, and he was just yeah he was a huge part of of those Spain sides dominating and and so on and so forth. So I would yeah, I would have Iniesta in there, and that and that of course leaves us with the main man up front. Now I'm just going to rattle off a load of names here. And it's going to be pretty obvious who we're going to choose, but uh, Nuno Gomez, very very Euros. <laughs> You've got to get a mention. Yeah. Patrick Cliver scored a lot of goals. Milan Barros top See, scorer Milan Barros in 2004. Was, yeah, off that Czech Republic side, as I said, Neved was the standout, and also Milan Barros, mm-hmm. just because of you know, I mean, I mean, as a side note, still playing. Yeah. Still playing in Ostrava back home. It's great stuff. That's it. and, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. 41 goals for the Czech Republic as well. And mm. of that sort of proper Eurosy team that they tended to be then, you know, coming close and mm-hmm. in a couple of tournaments, he'd be right up there. Yeah. But he's not, he, again, he's not quite there, I don't think, is he? Yeah, I mean, there are other better players that we could definitely choose, but you've got to give him an honourable mention. Um, honourable mentions to David Veer as well, uh, always an excellent option. Angelos Karisteas. Come on. We have to mention this man's name. He scored <laughs> uh, Greece's equaliser, a crucial one against Spain in the group in 2004, which was a vital part of them qualifying for the next round. In that uh, next round, they faced Zidane's France and they won 1-0. He got the goal. Uh, and, <laughs> and of course, he wrote his name into the history books and the hearts of minds of, of every Greek man and woman uh, when he scored the only goal in the final against Portugal. Yeah. So he, it's a, Playing uh, in the side, that dogged and defensive. It's amazing anyone scored any goals. Well, so absolutely. Absolutely. He got three goals in that tournament and Barros was... Um, was top scorer with five. Uh, Rooney was four. Or, or, I mean, Wayne Rooney and Ruud van Nistelrooy are ones that I just want to mention quickly and move on because we, we can't choose them, but they've obviously had good times in European championships. And Rooney's perhaps the only Englishman that went through my mind, actually, which is oh. a damning indictment of, of what we're doing. But who knows? Maybe Harry Kane <laughs> next time. But uh, but yes, yeah, so Karastais, David Vier, Antoine Griezmann, who in 2016, he was top scorer and player of the tournament. Certainly yeah, you phenomenal. get those two accolades you know but I I can't really look much further than the, the man who is the joint uh, highest scorer in the tournament along with Michel Platini and of course it's Cristiano Ronaldo mm. do you know what I... it's a boring <laughs> choice but it, it, you know, it, you know but who... it's boring for a reason yeah true there, there's a reason everyone's going to put him in there the, the only one I had who weirdly he didn't feature in your list but as you said there uh-huh. are so many like sort of elite level strikers through this era uh, is Fernando Torres? Well, he got the winner in uh, 2008, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he uh, he scored he scored in the 2012 final as well, did he? Uh, did he score? He, I, I don't think he did. He uh, I can't remember. Oh no, he did. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and he, he did um, score. I, that, do you know what? That is so poor of me. I completely forgot that he didn't start the game. Uh, um, okay, yeah, because he he, he kind of yeah. I remember he had a knee injury, and then Del Bosque sort of. Was like, oh no, come on, you'll 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 be all right. And I just, it just didn't seem. Apparently, he was taking some quite like 
quite gnarly uh, pain injections, and it just didn't wasn't really the same after that. So who knows what his career could have been? I guess a case of maybe rather than. I'm just saying that he's, he's got 110 Spain caps. And he's, I think he's at their third highest scorer. Yeah, I mean, so, Torres has had a great career. One can forget. We remember him at Chelsea kind of misfiring a little bit. But he yeah. he went to Chelsea in 2011, which was um, uh, obviously before the 2012 final. But yeah, I forgot he'd scored in the final. I mean, 2008, he got the winning goal in the final and he was great that year. Uh, and he and, it, and therefore, he's a very worthy mention for this. But I don't know, even though Ronaldo didn't sort of play that much of a part in the final, I did feel that, you know, he... He did drag them through uh, certain mm-hmm. times in that uh, in that tournament. He also played in the final in two thousand and four, although he was a yeah, winner. Yeah, I forgot that that he, he didn't he score did he score in the semis as well. Um, or the yes, he did, did against I mean, Wales. He powered yeah. in a header. I saw it. Yeah, I was there. It's, 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 it's I know Charlie. The longevity I of his saw career. it. I was there <laughs> with my own beady eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, okay. Well, maybe we don't have to choose Ronaldo then, because your argument could be. Well, yes, he has got the most goals, but he wasn't always a, an out-and-out front man, which would then make me sort of rethink, should we put him in on one of the wings, you know? But I, I do think that it, there's great arguments for Karastas, you know, even someone like Cliver, who's, who's a, well, maybe not so much Cliver, but sort of Barros Griezmann and so on. I, I just felt that for the sake of sort of really giving myself... Um, you know, agonising over this, I thought, you know what, Cristiano Ronaldo, fine, we'll have you there. But what do you think? Yeah. Okay, let's let's be honest with ourselves. We we cannot have a Euros team and not have Cristiano Ronaldo in it. As much yeah. as those other shouts are lovely, I love Milan Barros. Fernando yeah. Torres was great in a great team, <laughs> but Cristiano Ronaldo cannot not be in this team, I don't think. Yeah, okay. Well, He's got 23 goals. Yeah. I mean, including in the qualifiers, that is obscene. Yeah, uh, yeah, fine. It's boring, but he's got to go. Really. <laughs> All right, it's Yang Collar, everybody. Big Yang. <laughs> <laughs> All six for eight of him. So there we are. I think we've got our team. So in goal, Ika Casillas. Left back, Philip Lahm. Right back, Sergio Ramos. Centre backs, Pepe and Desai. Centre mid, Xavi, Zagarakis, Zidane, and and then we've got. Pavel Nedved and Iniesta as, as midfield schemers and Cristiano Ronaldo up top. There we are. We, I like we, that. We've, we've, That's we've a great team. <laughs> Defe- as I said, defensively and discipline, we may be exposed, but it doesn't matter. Surprised. We'll score enough. Keep ball. Keep ball. There we are. <laughs> well, we, we got there in the end. Pleasure, Charlie, doing that with you. I hope you enjoyed that, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Let us know what you think about that because no doubt people will be screaming, I can't believe you didn't put... Do no Gomez Jose, Jose Font. <laughs> Jose oh, Font. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forget, that's how good Pepe was. He had Jose Font next to him. Don't God, disrespect that's, Jose. That, I was going to say, that's a dick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Jose. That's uh, that's poor. You've won the cup. I was uh, say, one more, one more Euros medal than you. <laughs> will ever I'll... get. Yeah, uh, so there we are. All right. There we go. We've talked enough. Over to you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lots of love. We'll see you soon for another ramble on. See ya. This was a Stakhanov production.